welcome to the Chile Today podcast. I'm Bethany Francis. And I'm Alicia Lubin. <laughs> We're two broads living abroad, broadcasting from Santiago, Chile. We explore Chilean news, cultural topics, travel business, and more. The Chile Today podcast is the first ever bi-weekly English-speaking Chilean news podcast. To learn more about the news topics you'll hear today, check out chiletoday.cl and enjoy quick updates from around the country on Instagram at Chile Today News. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Also, if you're feeling generous, rate and review us and share our episodes on your Instagram stories. If you'd like to hear about a certain topic, have a story to share, or would like to ask a question, contact us directly through Instagram at Chile Today Podcast. Hi, Bethany. <laughs> Hi, Hi I like your dance. Yeah, I was dancing to the music in my head that is also the podcast music. Is Do it like techno or it like country vibe? Like, oh, our podcast music, right, right, right. Yeah, our 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 pro- you know the thing we're doing right now. Yeah, doop, that. Doop, doop. Oh, we're in a podcast right now. Hey, Bethany. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we're. Uh, if you can't tell from the audio quality, we are recording remotely. Because uh, Chile, if you're listening from someplace that's not Chile, is completely shut the F down right now. Because we, we all, excelled. We are overachievers. We're going to overachieve with the vaccine, but we're also going to overachieve with making sure we spread that virus as fast as humanly possible. One, just one big grand finale. So me, Pinguino, and Alicia are in our respective dwellings. And trying to be safe. Trying. Trying. Um, I hope succeeding. Uh, I don't have COVID yet. I don't think so. We'll see what happens working from home. How is your working from home quarantine situation going right now, Alicia? It's fine. I feel my heart is full of gratitude. I have everything I need. I have cats and a dog and a clean working environment. There's food water so i hope you're not associating the food with the cat dog situation i didn't specify for a reason and so (laughs) um, no i'm just kidding i'm not eating any animals actually um so yeah i feel really blessed i have everything i need i feel very energized trying really hard to keep my mental attitude nice and poly positive um although sometimes it's hard right like it's it's pretty intense right now how are Um, you doing I'm okay. It's it was pretty intense when they made all of the like quarantine announcements. We went from zero to a hundred super fast, and uh, you know uh, they said uh, if you don't know because you're not living in Chile with us, uh, they're restricting. Oh, and really, she's gonna update you. But all I'm trying to say is they're restricting things we're allowed to buy, but alcohol is not on the restricted things. Because I was really like, if I have to endure this quarantine, I'm gonna need me some. Tragos, that's what I'm saying. So I was super glad that they were like, no, 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 no. Food and alcohol. You can have those things. And I'm like, oh God, thank God. <sighs> oh, thank God. Gracias, Tio Gobierno. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sad that the botillerias, the liquor stores, though, aren't allowed to sell, only the mega grocery stores. So that's kind of that's kind of annoying. But it is what it is, I guess. Oh, so Alicia, are you going to tell us about COVID updates, right? 
Yep, I've got some COVID updates for everybody. Um, the first dose has been given to more than 6.9 million people. The second dose to more than 3.8 million people. There are over a million nice. confirmed cases, 44,584 active cases, and unfortunately, 23,524 people have passed away as of this recording. Um, thoughts and prayers to their families. There are some new restrictions beginning on April 5th. I'm going to tell you all about them, Bethany. So beginning April 5th, the government decided that we're going to have an evening curfew of 9 p.m. There's a sports Mm. window for you sporty people from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. My friend said it kind of looks like there's a marathon being run in the streets, being ran, being run. Yeah, I saw pictures being okay runned being rand that's not being randed 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 randing randing um you can it should be being run being run okay keep going for more english tips follow us um so (laughs) there you can get two general permits per week there are stricter restrictions and definitions for essential workers And only Chilean nationals and residents are allowed to fly into Chile until April 30th. You're not allowed to travel abroad, though. And a lot of airlines are just shutting it down, like shutting all flights out, all flights in. Um, Yeah, so you might be you might be allowed to leave, but you might not be able to leave unless a lot of people can fly. With right. your body. If you can fly, uh, good luck. Pinguino cannot fly because he is a penguin. But if you are a hawk or other flight bird, um, good luck. It is a long flight most of the time to other countries, though. Yeah, flightless. Eat a protein bar, drink some Gatorade. Out of luck. Oh, drink a Red Bull. Yeah. Oh, guess the wings. Yep. There they you go. They do not sponsor us. <laughs> they don't, but they could. Um, so supermarkets can only sell essential items now, which means you can't buy perfume, you can't buy mascara, um, you can't buy most articles. But you can buy alcohol. Yes, Bethany is on it. You can yes. buy wine, gin, um, beverages that make you feel happy in your beer. Head. Beer. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, <laughs> what are other alcohols? And oh, Pisco. Um, these restrictions supposed to last for at least 15 days we reviewed by the people that review these things right the health minister and such yeah and such oh fun times these uh these times we live in i'm really tired of living in fun times uh i feel like we'd have like a lot of really sad um news today so if you're not into the news today if you're like i really can't with news right now skip forward to our way fun or um part of our podcast which is talking about our main theme of the day so skip forward to that if you don't want to hear about really sad stuff so it's not violent though it's not violent or like oh not this time or 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 gory it's just no no it's just sad like right now i'm going to talk about the the um the housing crisis that's happening due to covid so basically the state uh, the state of Chile has failed to provide subsidized and public housing to those who need it, which has led to more even difficult measures and desperate measures. And this, you know, in addition to people getting infected and dying of COVID. So the nonprofit Decho Chile, who we have donated to before, 
and Fundación Viviendas latest survey shows that 81,643 families across the country live in shanty towns. And 70, 70, there's a 74% increase since 2019. Likewise, the number of these towns, these shanty towns have increased by 20% from 802 to 969 just this year, 2021. So the housing cri crisis is a, um, being, it's present in all regions, but La Araucanía, Arica, and Pari, Parinacota, Valparaiso, and the metropolitan regions see the biggest increase in displaced families. The study says that, quote, the problem can be attributed to the events that happened between the two studies, which had significant impact on families' incomes, even though the financial strain involved in accessing housing, whether it's renting or buying, is something that has been observed for a while as a consequence of the sustained increase in cost of living. Um, these shanty towns have a lack of access to water and electricity, and the report shows that 93% of people have irregular access to drinkable water or no access at all. 89% have irregular access to toilets and shower or have no access at all. And 60% have access through electricity, but through illegal connections. A survey by the government's housing and urbanization minister in 2019 showed that 30.3% of families in the shanty towns um, were headed by immigrants. Touch's 2020 report showed that 0.3% an increase with nearly 25,000 migrant families living there. Nonetheless, Chilean and immigrant residents grew equally in this period. In the Antofagasta and metropolitan regions, migrant families account for more than half of the total population in these settlements. And as we talked about before, migrant families um, have less access to some of the government aid than do Chileans. So Techo Chile's executive director, Sebastian Bowen, said the housing crisis has a much deeper root, a public housing deficit. Quote, the families that we surveyed are a clear sign of home exclusion, but under the surface, there is an invisible problem, overcrowding, lodging at relatives' home, abusive rental leases, yep, housing deprivation, and the housing shortage that affects over 500,000 families. That one suggests that the problem isn't solved by evicting people from illegal slums, absolutely not, but by implementing long-term solutions that stop them from sprouting again. And it's so sad because, you know, you see all these people leaving you know, Santiago to go to their second homes, right? Um, and yet there are people, so many people in Chanty Towns don't even have one home. It's just very devastating. And it's just one of those things that's really, really getting me down, like thinking about and breaking my heart. So it's very yeah. bad. And to add to some of that, I mean, if you think about it, um, we've worked with some people in the camp and Techo Chile has done so much for these folks and have done so much for helping to improve their small communities and improve their quality of life, but there's still such a long ways to go. And right now, it's, the, yeah, go ahead. Oh, just going to say it's, but they're not like, they're just trying to keep their heads above water, Techo Chile. It's not actually like building the boat, right. To help them be able to, you know, to, to get there where they need to, they, we need to figure out why there are so many empty apartments in Santiago, but people who are homeless, you know, it's just like, we're, we're capable of housing these thousands of people coming from different countries to, you know, to isolate them for 10 days. Yet we're incapable of housing people starving to death on the streets. Like what, like what, I don't understand. Like, can we just care a bit, you know? And I think too, the government has, 
made steps in the right direction. Um, there's about 900 camps now. These are um, their numbers about about 900 camps now. Their goal is to close 100 camps per year, and not close as in demolish. Um, close as in finding homes for 100 100 um, camp people living in camps per year. But that means that that's almost a 10 year or a decade long project, right? So I think it's going to take the community actually caring and looking and seeing and listening and as individuals, what can we do, you know? So, right. But we're just a drop in the, bucket. this is my personal opinion. We're just a drop in the bucket and it shouldn't be up to individuals who we all have our own struggles. It should be up to the government to give these people a way to be safe. Like there is no excuse. There's no reason these people there's that people should be living in the streets. There's no reason why families should own eight apartment buildings when that are empty right now when there are people living in the streets, there has to be some sort of governmental intervention. Like that's my personal opinion, you know, Hey, do you disagree with me? Write us a, you know, Instagram thingy. But I, I, it, there's just no reason people are dying. I don't want that, you know? Right. And it's like you said, people are going to their second homes, but there are people that live 30 minutes away from us. And there's like that don't have, rice that don't have drinking water they don't have food uh the kids are freezing because the roofs are getting rained in on you know um it's almost winter yeah it's almost winter they're gonna freeze like they need jackets they need medicine the babies need formula so definitely if you feel led to uh go check out uh techo chili their website read about them yeah chili they in my opinion are a nice foundation that truly cares um but yeah so that's a little housing update thank you bethany humanitarian crisis another really fun thing to talk about is at the chilean bolivian border because migrants are trying to cross on foot so activists are warning of this looming humanitarian humanitarian what humanitarian crisis on the border um, as a growing number of migrants are trying to brave the harsh terrain of the Chilean Antiplano to cross on the frontier by foot. Chile has closed its borders, um, especially its land borders have been closed since last year as a preventative measure during the COVID pandemic. But authorities have reported a surge in irregular crossings, mostly caused by Venezuelan migrants fleeing economic instability and political turmoil in their home country. Since the start of the year, up to 200 migrants have entered Chile each day, crossing an arid landscape 3,690 meters above sea level where temperatures can sink to negative 8 degrees Celsius. That's cold, y'all. Local authorities have struggled to accommodate these migrants in a border town of Colchane, which has intermittent electricity, no supermarkets or pharmacies, and sits three hours from the closest city, travelers have been forced to shelter under plastic tarps. In February, two people, a Venezuelan and a Colombian, died in the town's makeshift camp, reportedly resulting from hypothermia, and one woman suffered a miscarriage. Quote, the town is not well-equipped and has collapsed with the irregular arrival of so many people, said Marcela Tapia, director of the International Studies Institute at Arturo Prat University in Iquique, who researches migration in the border area. The Colchane mayor, Javier Garcia, described the situation as one of the most 
worst humanitarian crises after 1,600 people entered the town over a single weekend and the, in January. Amnesty International and Chile's National Institute of Human Rights accuses authorities of refusing to open public spaces such as gyms and town halls to accommodate the surge of migrants. Police in the Tarapacá region, where Cochane is situated, reported 2,031 registered cases of undocumented entry in January, 32 times higher than the year before. The increase is attributed to the ongoing crisis in Venezuela, which has prompted more than 5 million people to leave the country in recent years. Chile has received at least 470,000 Venezuelan migrants and refugees, the third largest group after Colombia and Peru. According to the National Institute of Statistics, Chile's foreign population has risen by almost 20% in two years alone. The Chilean government has deployed the military to patrol the border and coordinate planes to send migrants home. In February, can you imagine, sorry, side note, can you imagine crossing that terrain in like negative degree weather and then getting here and being like, go back to your country. Like, I just can't even imagine. Like, it's a huge risk. No, pack like, you on a plane. We, how could we imagine that, right? I mean, just uh, stuff and, you on a plane and send you back. And people are aware of the risks. So what does that tell you about where they're leaving? Mm-hmm. 100%. So in February, the government mounted a high-profile deportation event, expelling 86 people on a military plane to um, Caracas, Caracas, as they say in American English, and another 52 migrants by bus. Chile's Air Force tweeted pictures of the deportation, which showed migrants dressed head-to-toe in white sanitary protective gear, each escorted by a police officer. The move was criticized by activists who accused the government of treating migrants as criminals and trampling on their rights to claim asylum. Quote, this is a profound humanitarian crisis that has been criminalized by the government, said Vanessa Gonzalez of the National Migrant Assembly in Chile. Quote, we need to create a humanitarian plan that includes the rights of these people rather than frame immigration as a problem. Meanwhile, the government's health department has moved groups camping in Cochane into state-run facilities to undergo a 14-day quarantine. Such quarantine is mandatory precaution for anyone entering Chile during the pandemic, but undocumented immigrants have been told they must report themselves for, quote, illegal entry, which can be used by courts to justify expulsion orders and reject requests for asylum. So basically, when they enter, in order to get the shelter, they have to say that they were there illegally, which the courts can then use against them. Right. Which is horrible. So, quote, the COVID, what? Quote, the COVID-19 sanitary measures have been used as an excuse to contain people to later expel them, says Gonzalez. Activists say that the current surge is partially due to the strict new immigration rules introduced by Sebastián Piñera, who strictly limited circumstances in which Venezuelans can obtain visas and legally enter the country. Despite the well-documented state violence and repression in Bolivia, Chile, sorry, in Venezuela, Chile has recognized only 17 Venezuelans as refugees since 17. What the what? Um, far behind the total number of refugees in Peru, which is over 1,282, Ecuador 374, Brazil 46,343. Wait, 17? Oh one my seven? goodness. 1-7. Jesus. Colombia, meanwhile, recently granted legal status to an estimated 1 million undocumented Venezuelan immigrants for a duration of 10 years. Good on you, Colombia. Since the militarization of the Colchane border, migrants are switching routes to cross into Chile via 
Gue, another small antiplano town, 300 kilometers to the south. Romina Ramos, director of the Border Criminological Studies Center in Otorupra University, said the border control at Cochane has only caused the balloon effect and is forcing migrants to take even more dangerous routes. Quote, people are going to keep trying to find a way to enter, and with each new barrier, they will be even further exposed to dangerous situations. Super sad stuff. Wow. Uh, I mean... 17! But where do you even... St- I feel like the government's so overwhelmed. Like, who's who's stepping... Like, someone's got to step up. Someone has to put better systems in place. I mean, well, this isn't acceptable. And I, I get it. Like, I, I get that these things take money and time and resources. But, like, I mean- we've got people <laughs> out here campaigning. I never, ever see any of the politicians, like, for the most part, out in the streets actually talking with people or help. Like, I, I'm not seeing it. I, I mean, mean I'm out of I, touch, see, but- I see... I mean, I do. The thing is, is I see the politicians that don't have money doing it. Like I have friends sure, who are yeah. running for the Constitutional Congress, like, and they, they're they just like normal people running and they're there out on the streets, giving out flyers, talking to people. Uh, Beatriz Sanchez, if you look at her Instagram every single day, she is out on the street with her mask on talking to people and everything, you know, you see people like that, but you don't see the rich, like Chile Vamos people doing that. No, you I know, don't see they, them taking pictures in like with immigrants are going to talk with them right and I think there's a difference between you know like yeah there are people campaigning right now and people are probably busy but like where are the people going to visit the folks who are severely disenfranchised like, isn't that your job as a politician Shouldn't you yeah I mean so it, it shows you like how out of touch specifically like the administration of Pineda is because they keep doing things like saying there's you're not going to allow permits on the weekend and yet so many people especially working class people especially poor people work during the week they take care of their kids during the week they do everything the only time they have a chance to go out to the pharmacy and to the grocery store or maybe to work because they work in the farmers markets is on the weekends and it just shows how out of touch the administration is of what's really going on. I mean, there was a politician who said like, oh, well, I'm sure the Fedias can deliver. It's like, where? Whose car? Who's, <laughs> who, how? What are you talking about? It's just, you're so disconnected from the reality of what's happening in Chile. Get your butts out in the street, talk to people and see what's really going on. I mean, just drive to the airport and you can see these shanty towns. But like- Time and time again, the government officials of Chile put profits over people they make 100%. decisions that only benefit a small percentage of Chileans. Literally the 1% us, of Chile. But still. Like, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And it's, it's not fair. They're so unaware. No one's willing to get out there and actually talk with the people that need help. They're just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I guess there's an outcry and I don't want to look bad. We need better politicians. So if but you also. Yeah. No, what were we saying? Sorry, Minerva. Oh, like if you're campaigning, like we don't want to hear about the superficial bullshit. We want to hear your response to how at a community level, at a countrywide level, you are going to make changes for the better and how you're going to sacrifice. Your job is not to have a yeah, luxurious sacrifice. position. You, you have to sacrifice. If I have to, to sacrifice might Exactly. And that's this why I get a little about bit status. like. status. This is about people. Yeah, you're being you're being paid hand over fist, literally with the biggest profit margin of any like almost any 
politicians in the world. Chile has the biggest profit margin for politicians in the world. Get your butt in the street. Do some shit. Like, do it. Like, you, you're making money hand over fist. And like, that's why I get kind of my feathers ruffled when it's like the individual has an, has an obligation to like help people. Yes. I believe that individuals should help people, but ultimately we are just a small drop in a bucket to what one politician could do to help people. And they need to get out there and they need to, they need to do it. Like just care, like read an article, read this, listen to like, listen to this podcast, just read this article that I found on the internet about how many people are displaced and, and dying and just like pertain to care like even if you're like a sociopath like at least pretend like I don't know I just (laughs) I don't get it I don't get it and you can't you can't hide like you will get called out the internet has connected us like never before your fraudulent ways and your PCPR attitude your PCP you and your P selling PCP No, but for real. And like, you're leaving a legacy that's going to trickle down through the rest of your family, you know, just do better. And we're going to call you out. Do better. Yeah. Do better. Do better. It's time to do better. It's 2021. People are dying. We're not going to escape this quarantine. This like, we're going to be in this COVID stuff forever because, you know, I said to you earlier, not on the podcast, but I said, like, look, these vaccines like last maybe six to eight months. So that means by the time everybody gets their vaccines, we're going to start vaccinating, vaccinating again. And people are going to not be able to get those vaccines. We're going to run out of vaccines. We're going to be in this for a long time. The whole idea that it's going to end is unfortunately, it's not true. Now we're going to be able to see more of a normalcy once everybody, like when so many people get vaccinated, but this is going to be, COVID's going to be in our lives forever. Chile has a big problem with native forests shrinking. We've talked about this before on our climate episode, but real estate developers um, are the leading cause right now to the destruction of native forests around Chile. In the metropolitan regions, developers seek to urbanize Bosque Panul in La Florida, east of Santiago, over the objections of neighbors in Loganvi, the government is trying to auction off native forest lands despite residents' complaints and irregularities in the process. Mining companies are also eager to buy the land. Interferencia recently reported that mining multinational Anglo-American was interested in purchasing over 17,000 acres of Los Nogales Nature Reserve, a nature reserve, people, in Lovanachea district. Bosque Panul is the last native forest in the capital. However, city expansion and demand for houses led real estate developer Gesterra to file an application to urbanize the park in January 2021. Okay, pausing here real quick. I'm getting back on my soapbox. This is in Lobanachea. This is not a neighborhood that needs more houses. This is the richest of the rich of the rich of the rich in Chile live in Lobanachea, if you don't know that listening to this podcast. What are we doing? I don't, I'm so mad. Alicia. I feel like uh, they have the term nature reserve and we're like, oh, it must be like, oh, like wine. But um, even with the rich of the rich living there, they don't want their forests gone. They want to keep their forests. It's I do, also I don't understand how building more houses makes somebody explain to me how this makes economic sense. 
because people don't have money to buy homes in Mubarache. Like it's, it's like an unattainable, like, like you said, you and I are probably in the top 5% of the country. And I wouldn't even consider myself like, I still make less than, I still make poverty level money in the US. And yet I'm probably in the top 5%. There's no way in hell me and my boyfriend together could ever afford a place in La Buenachea. Like never would happen. So Chilean's environmental ministry highlighted the changes in the land use are among the top threats faced by nature sanctuaries. Very little is being done to prevent this. Um, And this is happening all over the country. Uh, So deforestation in southern Chile is also not new. A joint study by the Universidad de la Frontera and Universidad de Austral in 2010 showed that native forests have decreased by 44% since 1989 and 2003. Oh my God, that's so much. Of which 27% are replaced by fast-growing forests, such as eucalyptus and pine, which we have talked about in previous episodes in our climate episode, for logging companies. Residents near Los Laureles in the Maule region are concerned about plans to auction plots of native forest. The National Assets Ministry will sell nine plots of land for agricultural purpose, uh, Resumen reported in January 2021. Neighbors filed a lawsuit to protect the land in question and due to an irregular change in land use purposes. Luis Soto of the Laureles told Resumen that, quote, this is the only native forest we have in Longari. The rest of us are surrounded by pine trees, which lumber companies use. And the thing about native plants in Chile is that they are really slow growing. So it's not like it takes years and years and years for these types of native trees to grow. So Multinational mining giants such as Anglo-American gave a presentation to discuss its interest in buying the 17,000 acres in the Los Nogales Nature Reserve and the metropolitan region east of Lorenachea. South B was selling two plots for 16.7 million, that's 12 billion Chilean pesos, which Anglo-American is looking to buy. Nonetheless, sources told Interferencia that the company is only considering industrial use for the smaller 4,813-acre plot. Okay. Are Anglo- the mining Americans- company? I if you know about the mining companies, will you please write to us? I'd be very interested. What in- specifically do you want to know, Alicia? I want to know how. I want to know their defense on how this is ethical. Well, the, what they would say, my boyfriend works for a mining company. What they would say is that they're supporting the industries in Chile, and the industries support the people. That's what they say. And, they, and it's sort of this idea that there is an economic excuse for the reasons for this. Like the nature's not doing anything, but if we mine this, we can give more jobs and we can make more money and we can do X, Y, Z. But there I mean, like are... how the government used the economic excuse to uh, enact a dictatorship and a coup. Yeah, and murder a lot of people. You can use a lot of economic excuses to do a lot of things, but it doesn't make it right. You know, I mean, when you have somebody like Pineda, who's a billionaire and is continuing to make billions off of illegal things like investing in casinos, uh, he could literally, he could give like 1 billion of his bajillions of dollars and solve all the problems in the metropolitan region of Chile and probably in Chile. And yet, and he would never, ever, ever miss it. And it's like, you would be the best president that ever existed ever. If you just gave 1 billion of your 5 billion billions, no, like something like 16 billion, I don't know, 
And you would be, you would have saved so many people, but you won't. If you have to murder people, separate families, devastate forests, it is not a successful endeavor. You can make Mm -hmm. money by doing that, but you have no platform to stand on to say that that is success. Mm -mm. Using that platform and building it out of native trees, especially. Oh man, that was, that was a rough one. That was a rough news. Hella heavy. That was rough news, but we got some, we got some, some other stuff for you today. So Alicia, tell the, tell our fans, tell our, (laughs) our fans what we're talking about today. All right, podcast community. We've got 10 things we still don't understand about living in Chile. Or just in general in Chile that we still don't understand. Or in general, just in life. Oh, Jesus, man. So many things. We have 1,000 things we don't understand. 1,000 things we don't understand in life. Number one. Um, no, so we're just going to mention the, the 10 things. I'm going to start. Oh, and, can and I this add, one's, we're not trying oh. to chilly bash. I'm sorry, Bethany. That was. I, no, you're I, fine. Just chilly. Bethany bash. Um, yeah, Bethany bash, but not chilly bash. We are bashing oh, no. Bethany, not chilly. Bash me so hard. Um, that makes me bash. Oh, no, we love okay. Chile. It's just, you know, cultural differences make some things kind of hard to understand sometimes, and that's okay. I'm sure the, the reverse is also true. And uh, this next one, I think, is probably very relevant to you. I don't understand weddings oh, God, in Chile. So, like, uh, the thing about weddings in Chile is that, and, and I... I'm going to try to make this as concise as possible because I could literally use like eight episodes to talk about the things I don't understand with weddings in Chile. It is that in Chile, there are two weddings, not one, two. And there's the civil ceremony, which is the legal documentation of your marriage versus the real ceremony. And it, and like, okay, so in Chile, the culture is super different where they don't believe that the actual legal ceremony is a real marriage like culturally and the reason why i make that distinction is because for example in the u.s if you get legally married no one's going to be like you're not married or you're not going to say i'm not married but here in chile if you don't do the other wedding with the family and all that stuff people are like oh no no i'm not married yet and it's like but you are you are you're married. Like, I don't like what it's just, it's real weird. And so it's like the ceremony that actually has nothing to do with anything, unless you're religious because religious people like do that for like the the blessings or whatever. That's the real marriage where people think that they're married or believe that they're married or are married, I guess, in the culture, but at the civil ceremonies where they exchange the rings, it's quite confusing. So it's a, it's a, it's a thing that I still don't understand in Chile. It's very weird. Before you get to the office, there's this thing. It's like the separation. The office where he's supposed to to go find your legal docs. Um, You have two options. There's one that's like the joining of bonus or beneficiary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the separate one. So if you choose number one, if you get divorced, things get split 50 
50 to my understanding, but the man in the relationship has the say over, yeah. over many exactly. of your financial decisions. Exactly. Now, the second option, if you separate, if you get divorced legally, then you only take what you put into the marriage. Exactly. So with exactly what you said. So with the first one, if your money is combined, that means all of your finances, once you get married are combined, but the default, the man gets to make the final decision on where the money is allocated. The second one means once you get married, and of course you can sue, like if you have kids and you can be like, no, you owe me this money or whatever to take care of the kids or whatever. But the second option is once you get married, all of the money that the woman makes and all the money that the man makes is completely legally separate. And they only have the say over the money that they make. Now, if you do get divorced and you have kids or whatever, the man is still obligated or the woman is still obligated to pay to help with like alimony and things like that or child, what's it called? Uh, Child support and spousal support and things like that. But it's again, very conservative situation. That's all done in the civil civil ceremony situation. Ooh, also just a heads up for you folks who are in love and wanting to get married. Um, if you have an Orthodox wedding or a Catholic wedding, you're in the clear, you're fine. If you are getting married under any other like religion, let's just say the Baha'i religion, you're going to get to the office. They're going to choose that option. They're going to find out that option glitches their system they're going to call their it guy the it guy is going to get there it's going to take him three hours to figure out that he can't figure it out and then they're going to take two hours to fill it out manually so just a lot about five hours for that if you're so basically if you're not atheist or you're not catholic it's just a whole paper trail situation also don't there have been people i know here that have made the mistake of thinking being very ethnocentric kind of situation, thinking like, oh, I want to immigrate to Chile. I'll just marry my Chilean boyfriend or whatever. And then I can immigrate really easily. Nope. It's not like the US. It's not like other countries. You don't automatically get a visa, green card, etc. When you marry someone in Chile, you still have to go through the immigration process. Now it, it's easier in some aspects, but you still have to submit all the paperwork. You still have to like be in tramite. You still have to like go through the whole process of getting a route you are not automatically accepted and they can reject you. And I actually knew someone who got married here, sort of dragged her feet on the whole situation, got rejected and had to leave the country. And she was married to a Chilean. So it's not the same. You know, you still have to go through the immigration process, no matter if you're married to a Chilean or not. So Uh, I don't understand how the Chilean government makes decisions <laughs> girl i mean let's just leave with it <laughs> yeah we touched on it if you are a south park fan and you remember the episode where there's a giant tank of manatees and they have like different floating balls and the manatees make decisions for the people um that is how fact fact check me on this but that is exactly how the chilean uh fact checked you I, I, I gave it a goog and um as they say on one of my favorite podcasts i gave it a goog and they uh it, it is exactly that they make they make decisions via manatee mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. they do a bunch of drugs and then ask manatees and the manatees provide them with answers similar to a magic eight ball um mm-hmm. that was not a joke. or it could just be in the economic interest of the president you know who knows 
Yeah, or it could be the uh, president, <clears throat> Pinera, and he just decides that he uh, wants to make laws that supports his family fortune. Anyway, that was mine. So um, the next one I have, I don't know if you know what this is, Alicia. It's chili and chicken. Do you know what this is? Is it a game? Uh, sort of. This is the thing where like Chileans will not eat the last piece of anything on a plate or in a bowl or anything. It's, a, it's real. Like they won't even ask about it. Like, Hey, you're going to eat. Th-? No, they just won't. it'll just be there. So like, if you're at a party, the last chip or the last, I don't know, empanada or the last, whatever will sit on the plate all freaking night and no one will eat it. And me being the gringa, I'm like, well, nobody's touched this shit. And I just <laughs> eat it. But it's like, I've had people be like, you ate the last one. I'm like, yeah, I did. Cause nobody was eating it. And they're like, you can't do that. I'm like, yes, I can. like, I'm, it's just sitting there. And it's, it's a thing like pay attention because when you, if you go to a party, the last, like whatever olive or pickle or whatever it is, will sit in the bowl all night and no one will eat it. Cause nobody wants to be that person to eat the last one. And it's just like, Incredible. just ask me like, does anybody want the last olive or just take it? Like, if you like in their mind, like they judge the person who takes the last of the, I don't mind being that ju- you can judge me, but I also got the last olive and it was delicious. That's exactly. All judge me, but I got the last empanada. So, yeah, I mean, they aren't that stingy when it's the last bit of Pisco. That's all I got to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the last olive, the last empanada, the last whatever it is. And I don't know who coined the term, but it was I, I've heard people say like it's called chili and chicken. Like who, who's going to be the person, like, I don't want to be the person to like get close to the banana or whatever. And it like, it cracked me up. So yeah. So I don't understand chili and chicken, like this idea that you can't eat the last of something, but it's for, it's for real. It's like a thing. So pay attention. You'll see it. I don't understand how the Chilean farmed salmon industry is legal. I mean, the same way manatees. <laughs> Pinguino so, just did this little flipper, the, the money sign that you do with money flipper. flipper. Yeah, so Chile exports roughly five billion worth of mm-hmm. salmon every year. Um, that's according to Salmon Chile. And do they export Atlantic <laughs> salmon? Salmon.cl? <laughs> it's salmon.cl. It's it's a salmon, it's I mean it's a it's an organization that's pro salmon. Um, but the Chile farms Atlantic salmon, which is not native to Chile it's native to like places like Norway so when they raise it here they have to use higher amounts of antibiotics sometimes that's 700% higher than what they use holy holy cannoli Batman right and so these fish they're crammed into football sized enclosures so huge questions on if that's wait football or football stadium sorry football stadiums they are not (laughs) football size thousands of fish crammed into a football size but since they just swim around in like barely swim around in that all day in football field sized enclosures chemicals are added to that but the thing about water and nets is that they're permeable so those chemicals and antibiotics actually end up in the water outside of the farm and the fishing nets 
Um, and they can Delicious. be consumed by other marine life. They can be consumed by humans. So yeah, the contaminated water flows out of the nets. Sometimes, sometimes there's storms, right? And they get a little shaky in their wakeys. And then there's the, like 900,000 salmon escaped in June, 2020 from a blue mar enclosure. And they got some mm-hmm. of them back, but then they just had these like super salmon swimming around, Meeting like salmon. mucking up the... Um, all, the ecosystem eating other native species and all of this affects the people that fish the waters responsibly and the native peoples who have fished there for thousands of years. So the government does justify it by saying that like, oh, well, it creates over 20,000 jobs in Chile, but like at again, what cost? Right. Again, like the, what we were talking about, the forests, like, uh, like there are other hey can we just be creative now like there are a lot of ways to create jobs right there are a lot of things that people can do to work hey how about like planting trees you know or hey I'm not an economist but I guarantee if I sat down for like an hour and a half with an economist I could come up with ways to like give jobs to people I feel I could do that if I get my vaccine I can do Anything, says anything. the Chilean government. Fly a plane. Anything Run the government I want. It could, if they said, if you get a vaccine, you could do anything. So I am going to give people jobs. That's what I decide to do with my vaccine, with my chips that China gives me. So, hey, money rules the world, right? Isn't that just delicious? Um, speaking of delicious, what? Okay, so I don't understand lines in Chile and I have a a few things Chileans love to stand in lines love it I mean I'm gonna specifically talk pre-COVID here but like there will be I will like walk up into the metro and there's like you know five ATMs and one has a line that's like 10 people long and then there are four other ATMs with no one at them. And you'll be like, hey, what's up? Why are there no one at the, those ATMs? And they just will like be like, I don't know. I'm like, are they not working? They're like, I don't think so. And they'll go up to the ATM and it works. It's just like, they are like, oh, it's a line. I love it. Or like the turnstile to get into the Metro. Everyone's lined up at one turnstile. It's like, what are you doing? You're not feeling the you- feelers? No, I don't, I'm not feeling the feelers. And I do not like blind. And I'm like, I'm an American. I got places to be. I got people to go see, you know, American quote unquote. Right. You know, I got things to do. I don't have time to wait in this line. And then in like, so for example, a lot of stores, you go in the store and you're like, I would like to buy this thing. But then you got to go wait in line to give them the thing so that they can put it in a bag. Then you got to go wait into another line where you pay. Then you got to go back into your third line to get your shit. And it's like, what? Why don't we just, you know what? People have invented a better way of doing this. One line. Go put your shit there. They pack it and you pay. Then they give it to you. It's so easy. (laughs) The old pack and pay. It's super, super efficient. And, but I, I, apparently they're like, but it prevents people from stealing shit. I'm like, sure. Because people get so fucking fr- I've gotten like to before, like I've been in a store. I'm like, I'm going to buy this candle. And they're like, you got to wait in eight lines. And I'm like, nope, sure. Cause no one wants to buy from your stupid store. If they have to wait in 18 lines, 
dude. Lines, man. That lines. is the best or- part. When no one's standing at, like, when there are multiple options and no one goes to that one. So then I'm like, oh, it must be broken, clearly. They so then, think that. I stand in the line. <laughs> They think you're a wizard because you like, like for the ATM yeah. thing, like I was there, like you'll be, or you'll, they'll think the turnstile's broken and then you bip in and they're like, oh, what? It's like, they're, Chileans have this thing where they're really embarrassed, to, like put themselves out there sometimes. And so even in that situation, it's like, no, but if I go try it and it doesn't work, people are going to look at me and judge me and be like, oh, stupid. Didn't you see us all stand in this line? But you know who looks dumb? You do because you just stood in that line for 20 minutes and I bipped right in. Seize the day, eat the last pickle, go (laughs) to the last ATM that's that no one's using. This is your world. Risk you risk it, risk the embarrassment to see if that ATM is working or not. Do it, do it, girlfriend. Especially if it doesn't say out of order. Like if it doesn't say out of order, I'm gonna fucking try. That means not waiting in line. I just say my life's important, my time is important. If I say 15 minutes, that's 15 minutes I could use to be, I don't know doing other things, watching a Marvel movie, you know, I don't know, recording a podcast, all the important things I do, masturbating, you know, the important things. I'm pretty sure I used this one for our last episode that was like this, but it's been two and a half years here and I still don't know how to use Wayon. No Um, one does. Chileans don't even know how to use Wayon. They just like put it in there. They just guideline. Oh, you have guidelines. Sexy. What guideline. do the guidelines say? Okay. Um, weon. It can mean amigo or an idiot. Weona is amiga or an idiot. Um, para, para la wea weon means don't bother me, man. A weona means I'm dumb. A now means imbecile. But I have here also can be nice? Question mark. Um, and La Wea is, uh, this says, uh, this can be anything. So I hope that covers it up for you or like covers all that. Does it help? Weon, weon, weon. Weon, weon, was La Wea, weon, a wea now. Weon, weon, weon is a literal thing that people can say. Weon, weon, weon. This is like, I always forget. It's like, weon, look at that weon, man. Weon, like weon, fuck weon. look at that man my friend it's like a thing la wea 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 on is way easy la wea 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 on that's easier that's like this shit is great motherfucker like my fucking friend it's super it's e- like yeah like you i don't know i feel like though side note it's way just safer to not use weon as a gringo because i have accidentally offended people not recently but like in my 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 first few years here, I've been like, dude, weigh on what the fuck? And they're like, how dare you? And I'm like, what? So I just steer clear unless I'm like cursing because I'm watching a football game. I'm like, ah, weigh on, watch or whatever. Oh, wow. That was, I, that was a good one. Something I don't understand is um, how everyone takes a vacation in February. Like nobody takes a vacation any other time of the year to like relajarte or like anything except in February. And it's palpable because Santiago is abandoned in February. Like there is no, even during the quarantine, like even during COVID, it's like 
every single person went to the beach or went on vacation or left the country. And it, our, our shitty COVID stuff started in March because everyone in the country went on vacation in February and brought it, brought COVID to Chile. Like it's so, I'm like, why don't you take a vacation any other time of the year? And like, it has to be February. I'm like not March. No, 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 not January. No, no, no. Not a cent. No, gotta be February. And I don't get it. I'm like, there are other, there are other months. There are 12 actually. Choose any of the other 11. And no, it's gotta be February. Um, I I don't understand the love for wooden accents in apartments. There's a lot of girl. Is it a, is it an earthquake thing or is it? Oh, does it serve a functional purpose? Because I'm looking around my apartment and I'm just like, wow, wood, wow, wood. Like going to not real wood. wood. It's probably not real wood, is it? Uh, I I think it also has to do with cheap material. I know for a fact that like a lot of the apartments in Chile were built like as cheap as possible to accommodate the most people possible. But it's interesting because you can always tell when something has been like recorded or filmed in Chile based on what the apartment looks like. Like yes. everyone's the, the way the doors look or the way that everything is situated, the kitchen is everything is because there's only like eight different styles of apartments in Santiago. There's about eight For of real. them. Yeah. Which is why your apartment's really cool. Cause it's kind of unique the way it's situated. Well, so yeah, it's just wood. And there's so many different <laughs> kinds of cheap fake wood, but all used, um, artistically we'll go with artistically yeah not the kind of wood you want not the kind of wood you want every day um my last one is i don't understand like chilean's relationship with time (laughs) because like i know it's a chilean thing like everyone's late everybody jokes about it and it's true like it's not a joke like when everybody's there's no start times for anything it doesn't exist there's no start times like to meetings to parties to anything it's just when people want to show up within like a 30 minute to like an hour window depending on what it is or if it's a party like people just show up whenever like this was this is to this day super hard for me and I don't like it when I say it starts at nine that means it starts at nine and if you're going to be late like send me a message or something you know um so you know i understand people wanting to like what i feel like when i say like yo this thing starts at nine like i expect people to be there nine ish and if you're gonna be like an hour or 30 minutes late or whatever like shoot me a message but it's just there will be people be like show up at midnight it's like the party's over like (laughs) what like what are you what are you doing here and as a teacher i want my students to show up a class on time you know it's kind of a necessary thing yeah and it's really funny because it's it's like the culture because I was talking to a student once and my student who like was a boss and he was like I just my employees never show up on time to to their to the meetings or whatever that they're supposed to and I was like oh man that's annoying yeah and he's like yeah and you know we started talking about Chileans and their relationship with time he's like oh yeah my wife hates it and I was like what? And he's like, yeah, I never show up on time to like our dates or anything. I was like, but you just talked about how it was annoying that your employees didn't show up on time. So I'm sure it's, you know, that it's annoying that you don't show up on time for your wife and her, your dates. He's like, yeah, I know, but it's just me. 
And I'm like, what? Like, you know, it's annoying. Like, don't do it then. If you know it inconveniences people, like, just show up on, like, look at your phone and be like, I t- okay, it takes 10 minutes to get there. You know, it's 10 minutes for, I should leave now. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand it. Like, I know it's a part of the culture. I accept it. I'm not going to participate in it, but I don't get it. My last one that I have for you, Bethany, I don't understand why Doritos taste so much better here. Oh, better? How dare you? They taste no. worse. No, I'm, there I'm, is a I'm leaving. We are done. Coding. There's no. a significant we are done. We are, no. percentage increase in the cheesy coating on each no. and every Chilean Dorito. No, I disagree a billion percent i feel like they are like let's put a one fourth the cheesiness on a dorito than you're gonna have in the u.s there's i've never had the cheesy crust on my fingers in this country that you need to lick off i've never had it i've never had it it all stays on the chip perfectly it's like two layers (laughs) that stay perfectly (laughs) well you drop my mic out of all the topics that we've talked about this is the one you lose the mic over um no there it's perfect like the cheese there's like two layers of the i cheese will butter. die on this hill i will die on this hill they're better i will i will put this to a vote i suggest we and put you this will to lose and you will lose because I, it is a literal topic of conversation that I have with so many gringos. They're like, why do their Cheetos taste like literal feces? And why are their Doritos just basically corn chips without it? That is coffee? not accurate. I don't know where you're getting your bullshit Doritos <laughs> from here, Bethany. But I'm going to put this to a vote. I, we will ask the people of Discovered. Oh, my, yes. So people, this is happening. We're going to release this episode. We're releasing a vote. Doritos, Cheetos, U.S. No, or where che- you're from. We're not talking about Cheetos. Cheetos. Okay, Cheetos fine. Doritos disgusting. Then. Doritos only. I stand by it. If I lose, I, <laughs> I if I lose, I will pay out something. Okay. I won't lose. So I am a hundred percent sure. I really, when you started saying that, I was like, "Yes, you're right. They taste like shit." And I was like, "What?" Better, way better. I will crush a bag. I will crush a bag here. You can crush all the bags you want, honey. It doesn't matter. They still taste like poop. No, okay. we're gonna ask. We will keep you updated. We'll keep you updated. About how we'll I'm put right. the survey on Instagram. I'm angry now. Like I just gotta walk away. I gotta walk I'm away. Full of rage. <laughs> I'm feeling rage. This is the end of this podcast. It leaves. This was our final note. episode. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. <laughs> um, Oh my gosh. So what do you think of Doritos? Are there still things you don't understand? Maybe we do understand them. Or maybe we agree with you. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, message us on our Instagram at Chile Today Podcast or email us Chile Today Podcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Oh my goodness. So uh, say hi. Let us know uh, if you're enjoying things. Uh, Pinguino's waving his flippers. He's a producer, by the way. He's a penguin. And yeah. See you next time. Stay safe and stay inside. And when in doubt, gringo out. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.